0: Hey everybody, welcome to Episode 8 of the One Day Closer Podcast. I am your host, Jay, and again, thank you everybody for tuning in, following my story. Uh, This helps me probably way more than helps y'all, but I'm glad it's something we can share together and some positive vibes and stories of faith. As uh, we get started here on this next part, just want to recap as always. You know, we talked about things are winding down and getting closer and closer to discharge, which is a, a scary in its own way and surely had us nervous. And, you know, things were coming together in a way that I was being set up for success to move forward. So that's a little recap, but you know, here we are, right? It's been a crazy journey over these last seven episodes, we've talked about, and I mean, who would have thunk it, right? It's, it's a journey I, I never, never planned on taking, definitely never thought I would take such a journey. But life has a way of throwing us those curveballs, don't it? And, and this one surely did not. So uh, as this chapter closes, we look forward to the next chapter, right? A whole other set of challenges await me, and you know, how do we face them, how we're going to deal with them. So with that, we're still at Spain Rehab. It's mid-June of 2021. All right, mid-June of 2021, getting closer and closer to discharge. Some scary times, some happy times, but definitely a path that had to be walked. Uh, Something else that was going on at this time because we were preparing for discharge as we were facing quite a little mountain of medical bills and other related expenses. We were also trying to purchase a wheelchair van. At this point, my therapist had been helping me spec it out. Finally, I got approval for the new chair and the requirements I would need for a van. So we're looking at, you know, having to buy something to help me gain regain my mobility in the world. We also had to figure out a way we were going to get these bills paid and try to move on with life. So besides for the fear of what would my life be out of the hospital, not being able to do everything for myself? And then the extra added stress of how we're going to survive financially. So uh, something that me and Christy discussed, because, you know, it's one thing to just ask for donations, which ultimately somebody did start a GoFundMe campaign for us in our, in our honor, and, and uh, that helped out tremendously. But before that, me and Christy Uh, designed some bracelets with two of my sayings. And of course, one of them is this podcast, right? So one of them on the bracelet, it says, One Day Closer. The other one says, Live Your Spirit. We did them in black and gold and purple and gold. Uh, Remind me of my home state of Louisiana and my favorite teams, the Saints and LSU, of course. And uh, what we did is we were able to purchase, I believe it was 500 of them, And then we just asked for donations. And oh my gosh, I cannot thank everybody near enough. The outpouring of love and the response we had. Numerous people would send us money for, you know, 50 bracelets. And say, hey, you know, give them out to somewhere else. Uh, Another friend of ours who's a nurse, she donated. I believe, I believe she was 50. 40 or 50, and then she actually took those and handed those out at uh, children's hospital, which was wonderful to know that, that some children may uh, receive those. So, like I said, I cannot thank everybody enough. Uh, just truly amazing the help we got from that. And, of course, that allowed us to start breathing a little bit in a sense of, Okay, we can we can we can make this work. We we will survive this part too. About that time, again, like I said, we were we were looking at the vans. We're looking at getting out to hospital. Christy had rented us our new apartment in Birmingham, which was about six blocks away from the hospital. And of course, even that was you know the rent on that was more than our mortgage down in Daphne. So that's kind of funny when you think about that. So life's changing. We're still in Spain but we're week to week at this point. Uh, and and what, what, I, what I mean by that, and I think I talked about it in an earlier episode, but my team of doctors and my physical therapist would meet once a week. I believe it was on Thursdays. And uh, it might've been Wednesdays, now that I think about it, because they would discuss you know, all the patients, not, obviously not just me, and then make their recommendations whether more therapy would be therapeutic or more therapy would be, you know, unproductive. And also they would have to submit reports to the insurance company, I believe. At this point it was either every week or every two weeks. So it's it's really at a point where I was I was scared to leave, I'll be honest with you. And I would know they would have their meetings and then I would wait, like I said it'd be like two days later, they would say, you know, what the status is, do I get to stay or stay or go and And it was it was scary because I just I I can't stress how worried I was that life was going to change when I no longer had a team of healthcare professionals waiting on me 24/7. Talking about that 24-hour round-the-clock care, what my therapists would do, and this was both physical therapy and occupational therapy, is in essence they were preparing me for my life as it was at that time, which was not a lot of function in the arms and legs. I was walking at this point with leg braces on and was making decent progress there. But as far as my arms and hands and wrists went, basically from midway below the elbow down, it's very little use of the hands, fingers, couldn't do anything with the wrist. So we had to keep a type of wrist brace or an arm brace, whatever you want to call it, that we also had to wear full time. And they're, you know, to prepare preparing me, right? We literally at this point are practicing tasks You know, in a simulated kitchen, I was put in a shower and had to show if I was able to, you know, wash myself or not, which boy, you want to talk about an interesting experience. The crazy thing is during the course of my time in the hospital and all my rehabs, I think I had to do that, ended up doing that three times. So I literally had to sit there and shower, you know, butt naked with, uh, with my therapist watching and kind of grading so they could do the report. So interesting times. But like I said, they were preparing me for what the future would hold. And I remember um, my physical therapist, Jessie, she was, she was off. I want to say she was on vacation. And I had a, another young lady who was uh, good for the life of me And I remember her name. And uh, she was even more militant than Jesse. But she worked, um, she got like a, a floor mat, like almost like a gymnastics mat out. And they have these therapy tables that they can raise or lower. Uh, Motor race, so they can do it as needed. And she had me simulate getting myself, or, or to see if I could get myself off the floor, you know, if I had a fall, right? So we're talking about for safety reasons, like could, could I get to the couch and maybe pull myself up where I might need to call for help or just to recover from that problem? I will say that that was a new one on me, had not done that one before, but yet here we are, right? It's just going to go down like this. And oh my gosh, uh, first thing I'll say is I'm very glad that that she did that. And we did that over uh, a couple of days. The second thing is I never thought I would have to learn that skill in my life, but also how hard that was. That was unlike anything I had attempted up to this point. And so much of it is is not so much how strong you are, even though obviously you have to have a minimum of strength to pull off these maneuvers. But it's about you know leverage and kind of counterweight and, and making every move very deliberate and uh, interesting times to say the least, right? Very very interesting times. So we're working every day, trying to get stronger, trying to walk. Now we're throw in how to care for yourself and, and a focus every day of, of self-care. Because if you remember, no one really expected me to, to do much walking again, much less any use of the hands. And if I was, it was going to be very restricted. So, of course, this is what we knew at the time, and this is what they were preparing me for. Again, I always remained hopeful and optimistic that, that there was other plans, that like God had other plans for me. And so I just kept working hard and, and moving forward. So one of the things as we're winding down in PT was another therapist, a physical therapist, had me walking up a set of steps. And, and by golly, I think it was maybe four steps. I'd have to look at the video, which I will. I'll post the video on the Facebook page um, probably in the same day I, I post this to streaming or, or shortly thereafter. And of course, I have my gait belt on. I have my leg braces. I have my arm braces. And this therapist, she walks me up to the base of that. She says, you know, she wants me to climb up, and of course she's helping hold me up, and I've got the handrail. And oh my gosh, to to step like that, and uh, of course I was having to do. I think I was going right foot first, and then I'd bring the left foot up, and then move the you know leg up and like that, which went okay that first time in a grand scheme of things. But then when she said, hey, turn around and let's walk down it, and it was scary because the legs just they wanted to give out. Thank God those leg braces kept my knees uh, from bending, right? That's one of the reasons I had used those braces. So I wouldn't get that bend. And uh, I call it climbing the mountain because it was was intimidating. But at the same time, it was a great victory. So I did it several times that day. Almost looked at as a a graduation test. And for all I know, it it very possibly could be because there was so many things like that that we would work on. As we're wrapping up, that was uh, late June, so June 25th was my final full day of physical therapy. It was emotional, you know, I mean, besides for the things I talked about, being scared that, you know, am I, am I going to be able to do this, you know, and, and deep down I, I felt I could, but, you know, we all know how that doubt creeps in when that devil's on your shoulder whispering in your ear about, you know, you can't do this. You're going to go home and you're going to fail and you're going to have to come back to the hospital. Something that was reassuring at this point, though, is if you remember in the last episode, we talked about passing day zero, which was for the first time in my illness. I crossed a certain you know, amount of days without a relapse or without deteriorating. And we were just moving forward and getting stronger. And at this point, I, I finally fully accepted that. So that part was comforting moving forward. So my last day at Spain, I'm doing my physical therapy. And when it's, uh, when it's your last day, they'll tie a balloon on your wheelchair or your walker, you know, whatever you're using. I was in my wheelchair that day. And so everybody knows, right? Everybody knows if you have the balloon, it's your last day. So other patients would be congratulating me. And the same thing I did, you know, for patients I saw uh, over those months. Hey, you know, you see the balloon and, and you know there's that, that next chapter, right? The next chapter of all our lives. Kind of weird and symbolic, I guess, now that I think about it, that I'm talking about it. But that was, that was like, a, like a big beacon, right? You knew that person was going to be going home uh, to whatever that, that might be. In my case, again... Just a lot of fear. You know, I'm sure a way unnecessary fear, but it was real. It was real for me. So, you know, sad, worried, but hopeful, optimistic that this could all be done. So the next day on June 26th, that was the day. That was the jailbreak. And I'll just, I'll post a little video of that. Be able to see the smile on my face and my gosh, was that a good smile. You know, that it was really happening, even with all the fear, the fact that I was going to get out of the hospital, because you got to remember, at this point, by June 26, I had been in the hospital 126 days for the year 2021. And of those 126, 90 of them were in a row there at UAB. I don't I don't even know what to say about that. It kinda kinda hurts talking about that one right now. But uh, here we are, right? So on the twenty sixth, me and Christy are able to well who my kid and Christy was able to pack up. They got us a couple of little carts. Looked like we had been living there for years. with all the stuff we had to pull off the walls and the shelves and of course all our clothes. She packed it all up. So we we're waiting on the paperwork to get going. And if you remember Way back in an earlier episode, when I first was doing PT and things were at their worst, when I was fully, fully paralyzed in all four extremities. And I told her I would walk out that hospital. I wasn't going to need to be pushed in a wheelchair. So I'm in the wheelchair. We're heading downstairs to the parking lot. Christy has a vehicle waiting and. We get to the threshold, you know. We got the power sliding doors. We get to the threshold, and I have my nurse stop, get them to help me stand up. And again, I have my leg braces on, my arm braces on. But I walked. I walked over that threshold, and that was a. Ooh, that was a. It was a good feeling. The promise I had made to myself. I didn't know if I'd be able to keep that promise, but I surely worked hard. And I was able to keep it. But it was a, it was a big victory, right? It's a big victory to, to have, that, you know, have that goal in mind and then to achieve it. It was, uh, like I said, that was a, a, just an amazing victory. Of course, with my kid and they rolled a wheelchair back out, and as soon as we got out the door, I sat back down and had to get pushed to the car. But yeah, I walked out that door in the hospital, right? Got in the car and so we uh we drove away, heading to the apartment. An apartment I've never set foot in, and a town I've never lived in. But here we are. And uh this is what this is what life had dealt. So I know through these episodes I've talked about how big of a help my family was and still is. And my brothers, uh Sean and Huey would take turns coming in to help care for me. And this was no different. So I get discharged. My brother Sean had come in about, about a week and a half, probably prior, uh, to help so Christy could finish getting the apartment ready. You know, she had started working, so he would stay with me while she was she was at work. And that was all. Just a massive help. And And again, you know, like I talked about earlier, you know, will your family or your friends do what we would say is unthinkable, right, for care? But who am I kidding? I guess my brother probably changed my diaper when I was a baby. So I guess we, both of them had got stuck wiping my butt as an adult. But I just, like I said, such a humbling experience. And it's so thankful because, again, that's a, that's one of those things I just never, never thought would happen. So it was, it was good to have my brother there to help with the transition to this new life in this new apartment that we were having you would say, what do you do when you get out of the hospital? For over four months in the hospital, what do you do when you get your jailbreak? I'll tell you what we did. Went to the brewery across the street from our apartment. Monday night brewery there in Birmingham. Rolled in in a wheelchair. Arm braces, leg braces. Probably looked uh, pretty scary. Looked like somebody was in bad shape probably well worse than than I I felt I looked. And rolled up to a table. Christy gets the chair out of the way. I'm able to pull my chair up and and adjust it. Again, this is the first time I'm really having to do any of that. And I ordered a beer, but I can't hold a beer. I can't do anything with my hands. So when I ordered that beer, I asked for a straw. And the look on the young lady's face was interesting because I'm pretty sure people don't come in Looking to drink a beer through a straw, but not only did I drink a beer, but but that brewery being across the street, you know, in the upcoming months, I actually became a a regular there because they also served food. So I could go there for lunch, and they all came to know me, all the servers and the managers, and and so my beers would come with with the straw. They would lay my food out in ways that would help me either be able to pick it up and eat it, or you know. Who are we kidding? I still have to do a little eating like a dog sometimes off of a of a plate, but I didn't care because I was having some type of independence in life, and that meant so much to me to to have that. So yeah, so that first night our first day, because I was in the afternoon, we didn't stay in the apartment long, and and we went across the street to the brewery, had some food. Of course, Christy had to feed me, and drank my good fresh fresh brewed beer through a straw, and I just at that point it was almost like a like a new energy. I was just feeling it was like I said, it's hard to say. I'm, I'm trying to think of it now as I'm talking about it, but it was so emotional in a sense of I had all that fear, all of that worry. And then we were only home a few hours and that started turning into, you know, kind of talking to myself I say, Hey Jay, you can do this, right? This, this can work. It's just going to be work. But I wasn't no stranger to the hard work and I definitely wasn't giving up then. I'm going to go ahead and and stop it right there. On the next episode, I'll take up how the rest of that day went. But uh, this is a good stopping point. Like I said, to, to get to this point, this chapter closing as another chapter's opening. So much to be excited for. So much to be scared about. In the coming weeks, I would have to get reevaluated for physical therapy for my in, uh, outpatient. I'm sorry, I was about to say inpatient for my outpatient physical therapy, and then I was also going to have to get set up with the infusion center to get my medicines out of the hospital, and uh, that turned out to be one of the biggest problems right there. So, gives you a little heads up of what's coming because when everything looked uh, like it was looking up, things got ugly, and uh, kept us. Uh, for lack of a better description, on our toes, which Lord knows we wasn't standing on our toes. So I just want to thank everybody again for listening. And uh, I know sometimes yeah, I get a little, little emotional there, and, and I, I try to edit a lot of that out. And I apologize. It seems like those I've talked to about when I do this podcast, it's, it, it affects me in ways that, that I don't realize until I, I sit down and record and, and start talking about things. And sometimes just the waves of emotion... Are, uh, are bigger waves than others so thank you for that and uh, again with everybody's encouragement I receive it just lets me know that uh, this all has a reason, this all has a purpose and we can all share that together so with that always, always trust in God have faith no matter what you're going through God will make a way for you He's made a way for me and he continues. Just keep pushing through and remember, live your spirit.